All right, we're going to get started. How's everybody doing today? See a lot of great names in the chat. Zoka, Tone Tools, Davin, False Reality Check, Sunseed, good to see you all. Awesome. And on the Rockfin side, see if we got anybody popping in. Kabir, yep, yep, good to see you too, buddy. All right, so today isn't going to be a super long divination video, probably. <laughs> probably. Hello, Chelsea. I just wanted to make sure we got in here. It's a Tuesday. Everything happens on a Tuesday. And um, so we're going to do some I Ching. We're going to do some tarot. We're going to see what flows with this and just talk about it a bit and wish you all a really good day after that. Hello, Kelly Boyles. Hello, Chelsea and Consciousness Rising. So we're going to start with the coins. I'm going to throw three coins six times, which is, oops, dropped things. That's my preferred method for eaching hexagram discovery, right? So I'll let you guys know what I'm getting and what it means. So when you throw the coins, you have th you have heads and tails, and basically the ratio of heads to tails lets you know what your hexagram is. You do it six times. Each throw gives you either a solid line or a broken line, and you start from the bottom, the bottom line of the six lines of a hexagram, and move your way up. So first throw is three heads. So that gives us a solid line and it's a changing line right away. Solid line at the bottom. Second throw is two heads and a tails. So that is a solid line. Two tails and one heads. So that is a broken line. Three more times. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Rachel. Davin, you're asking if I Ching is 369 based? Well, it's based in, it's kind of an 8x8 eight eight thing. Since there's 64 possible combinations. All right. That was uh, two heads and a tail. So that's another solid line. We got two more throws to go. And now we got two tails and one head, so a broken line. And the final. Hello, Slick Dissident. Hello, Jenny B. Ahoy, hoy. Hello, Grace. Itching for the itching. <laughs> got that itching itch. <laughs> awesome. So that was three tails. So that is a broken line that is a changing line. So the top and bottom lines are changing lines. We'll address that as we get further in. Now, we got a little bit more of a process here while I pull out the cards that are associated with what lines we just got. So give me a moment for that. The first hexagram is 54. And I'll let you know about the change at the end because we'll save that for the end. <laughs> interesting change for sure, especially because I just mentioned 64. But all right, the, the first one being 54, we're going to pull this out of my deck. It'd be great if it was near the top. We'll see. I 
I'm glad to have all you guys with me today. It's a wonderful day. And I'm going to be on. All right. I'm going to be on twice, actually. So we're, we've got a interesting live stream for you guys later tonight with myself and Slick Dissident and Mario Garza and Juan to Juan podcast and Kaylee Burkana. It's going to be a five human stream. Going to be pretty interesting. We're going to be talking about Cthulhu. I'll bring that up again at the end, remind you, but 8 p.m. Central, we're going live again. And I'm going to learn a lot about H.P. Lovecraft on the astrology side, on the symbolism side, on possibly looking at it uh, from the gin, maybe possession angle. There's a lot to it. So this is an interesting one. It's not something I see come up very often at all. Um, number 54 definitely could be considered a bit of a difficulty in terms of eaching hexagrams. Some of them are more radiant and obviously positive than others. So when we got 54, a common interpretation of this one is the marrying maiden. And it's uh, illustrated with a bride and roses, but she's all chained up. So <laughs> the main the main thing about this card is that it represents um, being compromised by having difficulty in our self-esteem. So we all succumb in a sense. So this is a succumbing type of situation to different elements of seduction in our life. It doesn't have to be necessarily romantic seduction either. Obviously, the world is full of things that are tempting. And whenever we compromise ourselves with these things, we harm our self-esteem because we immediately and innately know that if we do something that's harmful for us or puts us in a subordinate situation to another or to a situation or to a group, then we don't feel good about ourselves consciously or unconsciously. So the energy of the marrying maiden, number 54, is the arousal, the life force energy of the thunderbolt, if you will, the red color. Uh, and it is supported by the the lake, the pink color, which is also called the joyous in some instances. So the uh, the pink element is all about the multiple expressions of life. In my opinion, this is my interpretation of it. All about the myriad possibilities and potentials and division also. So what it kind of represents is, in this instance, is our energy that arouses us, our life force energy, our bioelectricity, that lightning bolt, that thunder, you know, the actual charge is passing inside of our cells and around us in our field, is in a position of being supported by the multiplicity of the pink element, of the, the, the lake or heaven element, you could call it. So... This is like causing ourselves to become compartmentalized. If you want to understand why it represents a compromising situation, it's where we become divided in and of ourselves. And it definitely this, this hexagram, if there ever was one that could be corresponded to attachment or possession, um, possession is a strong word, but attachment for sure. Attachment that often gets portrayed or can, you know, construed as demonic. It has to do with our life force energy coming into these 
compartmentalized, blocked off sections. You know, I see this all the time when I'm doing energy healing for people with this tuning fork stuff I do. There's um, there are these vortexes of our our life force that they split off and they become these like little eddies and swirls off to the left or off to the right, maybe in front, maybe in back, but they're no longer in the center. They're no longer in our, (laughs) they're no longer part of our overall field, you know, circulating with everything else. And that's because we've created some kind of a false identity for ourselves. whether that's because we've been attached to a a trauma and we unconsciously have created this, split off version of ourselves to hold the memory and the awareness of that trauma. And we're now masking it with some sort of a, a coping mechanism, or if it's because we have an injury, injuries can cause this type of dynamic too, actually injuries can, I mean, it still counts as trauma, I suppose, but it's an emotional injury or a physical injury that leads us to creating a compartment of energy in ourselves that, is separate from everything else. And then this energy takes on a life of its own because energy is life. Life force energy is conscious. It all is the same thing. Consciousness and energy are one. So we have to become in this time, the I Ching is asking us to become very aware of how have we projected ourselves into desires or temptations? How have we created an internal division within ourselves? by ignoring aspects that need to be healed and brought into integration and wholeness in the rest of our field? And how is that influencing our self-esteem? Most importantly, how is it influencing our self-esteem? Do we, what is it about ourselves if we're going to write the list of like pros and cons about our daily habits and life right now, our behaviors and attitudes, you know, what would go on each side of the list? And are there things that stick out? in the con side that we've known are a dynamic going on with us for a long time that needs some sort of attention and healing. And the real key is with the marrying maiden is that we got to understand whenever we're in this dynamic of self-esteem, self-sabotage that (laughs) 54 chain to a block. Is this a a buy signal for Bitcoin? That's funny. Uh, Okay. So what I was saying here though is, whenever we have these self-esteem issues that all of us naturally will experience and over and over again too, this isn't a card that's just like, Oh, you're screwed up right now. This is a card that's like, you have got the opportunity right now. You're asking yourself to bring attention to where your self-esteem is lacking or limited. And this leads us to both being our self-esteem issues lead us to both becoming manipulative and being manipulatable very important to realize that this is a mirroring effect. We get both sides of this equation. If we become manipulatable, we also will manipulate others to try to achieve our ends. And sometimes what what we're trying to do with manipulation might be kind of open. (laughs) We might be like, we might let them know this is what I want from you. And everything that I say or do is basically around this end or goal. But then we got to realize that we're living life with a set expectation and trying to create an outcome instead of trusting the magic and the flow of the universe to bring us exactly what we need when we need it at all times, which is, you know, faith and trust in life itself that we really need. And low self-esteem makes us manipulatable because now there's a crack in our field that somebody can easily pry into to get us to do what they want to uh, basically exploit our issues with boundaries. So a good way to, 
a good way to um, address this issue of the marrying maiden, there's a lot of ways to look at it. This 54 is that <clears throat> we want to reconsider our boundaries between ourselves and other people and between situations we're involved in. It could be relationships. I mean, it's almost certainly a relationship with other human beings, to be honest. It's also our relationship to ourselves. But it could be relationships in the spheres of work, love, friendship, family, any of these places, and probably all of them at once. So in order to not succumb to the seduction of coping mechanisms, which are things that we would do almost automatically and unconsciously because we have these cracks in our self-esteem, we should probably slow down slow down and take time to look at and address what's going on in our, on in our field to practice grounding, to practice taking deep breaths, to really focus on that solar plexus and sacral chakra and root chakra energy. These lower centers that are where we have power in our density. And yeah, we, we can't be manipulated if we're really rooted and grounded and we know that we already have enough and we're afraid of nothing and we need nothing. We're always going to have desires. We're always going to be wanting something. But when this goes too far for too long, it really does create sort of like a, a schisming effect in ourselves, where we don't believe that we're okay without what it is that we want to cr make happen. So it's not about life isn't about making things happen that other people making other people do exactly what you want or even. Um, you know, we don't want to only be okay if a certain outcome occurs. We want to let go. Desire is great because it gives us a direction. And we want to orient ourselves towards desires that are helpful, healthy, and life-affirming, no doubt. But the most life-affirming desires we can orient ourselves towards are ones that have to do with strengthening our bioenergy, with, with dissolving the internal divisions, with coming to face, to face with our traumas or face-to-face -face with our, our fears and letting go of that by letting go of the coping mechanisms. I think that's the key. And we've all got them. <laughs> we've all got them. Uh, for me, like my lifetime coping mechanism was escapism into video games. I go, I go and oscillate off and on. You've probably heard me say before, like I quit, I uninstalled all my games. Well, like last, a week ago, I did that again. <laughs> I was in the gaming thing for a, you know, entertainment or time wasting. I'm not calling you out if that's something you like to do. Just for me, it was a coping mechanism. Some people can have a drink and they're fine every once in a while. And other people, if they have one drink, they're off the rails. So you got to look at it for how it is for you. And yeah, there's kind of a lot to say about the marrying maiden, but I don't see it a lot. And I wanted to get into it uh, pretty deeply. So well, let's do some more cards. I want to check out uh, let's see. Let's check out a card that represents a meditation on this, what it is that is going on here, a meditation or a prayer. We'll look at one from my Archangel Michael deck, and this will give us some information about how we're going <laughs> to, how we're going to like contemplate this issue or how we're going to ask the supreme being within ourselves, our higher self, or the creator or God or whatever you want to say for that how we're going to ask to address this situation, what we're going to ask about or how we're going to phrase our prayers or how we're going to contemplate and assert our intentions in a, in our meditative state. All right. You guys got a lot of great, good things going on in the chat. 
should really dip over to the rock fan side to see what's up there too. Hey, what's up, Kaylee? <laughs> yeah. Another important thing about the coping mechanism side is it's really, it's not that we shouldn't have coping mechanisms. It's about coping mechanisms that actually make us feel good about ourselves after they're done. You know, most people don't smoke a cigarette and be like, man, I'm so glad I did that. It's awesome that I did that. I love, I'm glad that I'm a smoker, you know, but you might finish a yoga session and you are, you are authentically good, feeling good about that. You know, you can have self-esteem about that and it provides the same, well, not the same. <laughs> it provides a coping mechanism, but it's definitely not the same because it's one that makes you feel more glow and healthy and happy as opposed to numbed out. It's like, do we want to numb or do we want to feel? And do we want to feel good or do we want to feel numb, like numb and dumb or, or good and light, I guess. Good and bright. <laughs> light and bright. There we go. Light bright. Okay, so the meditation card for this time around. All right. So from Archangel Michael, if you're into that sort of thing. You can just look at it as a, a message from spirit. It doesn't have to be any particular divinity or angel. I just like this deck. Your home is protected by angels. That is the meditation card or the prayer card. So you can say something along the lines of great spirit, supreme being, Archangel Michael, fill in the blank. Thank you for watching over my home and its inhabitants. I ask that you post guardian angels at each window and door, ensuring its security. Thank you for guiding my finances so that I can easily afford to pay my rent, mortgage, and taxes. I really like that this came up because another aspect that I've experienced in my life with this dynamic of the marrying maiden and succumbing to the seduction of whatever temptations might exist in our life is these things that divide and, and fracture our bioenergy in whatever way, they fuck up our finances. Just think about it. Like what, like addicts are the, the obvious key example of any kind, whether it's alcohol or video games, but that shit gets expensive more and more that you do it, the more and more it affects your finances. So that's an obvious surface level way of looking at it. But also our, our uh, currency in the world is intrinsically tied to the current in our body. Our health is our wealth. How many times does it need to be said? Health equals wealth, but it totally does because the more healthy and the higher our self-esteem is, the more energized and vibrant we are to do the things that are the right thing that need to be done. And when you really look at life, how much time do you get in a day? We only get this 24 hour slices of pie sort of thing. And there's always more that could be done to bring like, okay, the way I want to look at it is if you only even spent one hour a day, like I often was doing playing computer games. Well, that's an hour of the day that chores don't get done or an hour of the day that you get a little behind instead of caught up on whatever things that would be good for you to do that might also support you financially. So this is all really obvious stuff, but it's important that we recognize that these boundaries that we need to set with other human beings with our time also pertains to ways to set boundaries in our own time management. and. It all can circle back around to what gives us an authentic feeling of improved self-esteem and what doesn't, right? So thank you for that, Archangel Michael card. I enjoyed that. That's a really good point. And the, to, to expand on that, actually, 
asking spirit guides, guardians, angels, ancestors, spirit itself, whatever, whatever conception is helpful for you to protect your home is an awesome practice to add into your daily prayers or meditation. It really is because spirit listens to our requests like that, especially ones that are healthy and wholesome of that sort. But you can apply this very thing, this very idea to your body too. You can ask to have the entrances and exits to your body be guarded as well. And at the end of the day, you have to be that guard. When we think about like how our bodies are a vessel and uh, what goes in and out of it has everything to do with the integrity and health of that vessel. And what do you call the people that run the docks and uh, you know, the ports of entry and the borders of places they're called customs. <laughs> so get your customs in order, right? Get your customs in order. That's what it's about. Look at everything that you let in and out of your body as customs in a sense, like the legal sense, like the, the border sense, right? So there's that. I like that. Okay. Now I want to take uh, some cards from the tarot and I want to get a message for, from a message from our bodies. And because this overarching theme of the marrying maiden and self-esteem is for all of us and in whatever way it shows up in our life, this message from the tarot is also for all of us and pertaining to our body. So there's going to be probably a multiplicity of meanings here, and it'll be up to you to discern how this uh, (laughs) slick dissident costumes add dress. That's funny. Costumes, customs. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be up to you guys to discern what this message from body means for you. But we're going to get there. Got to decide what it is. We'll know in a second. (laughs) Rachel says balance in the chat right whenever I glanced and saw the justice card. That wasn't the card. Didn't pop out the way that felt right. Got to get just one. Then I'll know. (laughs) Okay. All right. Big, big stuff today. Big stuff today. It's definitely a Cthulhu vibe today. We'll be talking about that uh, in the live stream later tonight that I mentioned. But we got for message from body. Death card. Death card. So clearly in my humble opinion this card is representing the need for some aspect of something we're doing with our bodies to receive some huge healing some purging our bodies are asking us for us to sever the attachments that are harming our ability of regeneration so this means like you might be needing to do some emotional healing or making some new emotional boundaries in your life so that you're not hurt by that lack of boundaries or hurt by those desires or expectations. Uh, This is maybe representing the need for some sort of major metamorphosis, like you need to get into shape. Maybe there needs to be a removal of imperfection, so to speak. Um, Like maybe you have a certain amount of weight your body's asking you to lose so that it can feel more like it's natural and normal, healthy self. Um, A lot of possibilities here, probably all, a lot of them apply to all of us. So let's think about what's our cleansing protocol. What's our 
detox protocol? Have we ever done a colon cleanse? Have we ever done other organ cleanses? There are some organs I have cleansed a few times each, and there's some I've never cleansed. So like for me, that's what it's making me think of. I'm pretty sure I need a kidney <laughs> kidney overhaul. <laughs> Too much coffee in the last many years. Like that's what I'm thinking right now uh, innately. But the death card is the Scorpio card. So it's also representative of our sexual energy, our reproductive organs. And in context with the seduction side of the marrying maiden, I'll leave that up to you what that might mean. Are there aspects of sexuality in your life right now that are are either deceptive or degenerative or uh, really more about about ego temptations and not healthy in some way? This is a big, wide range of possibilities, and it's got to be up to you to determine where that fits and if it fits, how it fits. Uh, so that's a pretty powerful message from body, I would say. Now. This, this card representing the sexual organs could also be in the lower chakras in general, like the colon big time or just the digestive tract as a whole. So whether this card is speaking to you from the lens of sexuality or from the lens of our root strength, our health and our, our pathways of elimination. See, the reason this is correspondent to not just the sexual organs, but also to the digestive tract in general is because this is the plutonic, you know, destroyer. It's the thing that putrefies and removes that which is no longer serving life in a harmonious way and then recycles it. So obviously the main pathways of elimination in our body should correspond with the death card. So get in there, do whatever you got to do to clean that out. Remember that your organs are filters. And if you haven't cleaned it ever or changed the filters, whatever it caught is still there. Um, this card might also be asking you to go through some sort of a therapy of whatever sort, energetic or, or physical or psychological. I would be wary of psychologists, but you know what I mean? <laughs> because it's asking us to get to the, the secrets that we're hiding from ourselves that are at the root of our temptation to things that reflect where we have flaws in our self-esteem. Big stuff today. Big stuff today. I'm glad that we can look at... Uh, some gnarly, you know, what some people would see these cards and be like, oh my God, death card. And then like the, the, the marrying maiden chained up bride could look at this and be like, but it ain't like that. This is like, you wouldn't get this message right now. If it wasn't your time, you weren't ready. You didn't already know <laughs> ABC right there. So let's take another card as a message from our hearts, our hearts from our emotional center and from our intellect, our mind. So this is a card for the heart mind. Also, okay. I'm not going to do tarot for that one. It's going to be an animal for this one message from our heart mind. We'll see what it's got to say. I should check up on the chat. Let's see what you guys had to say here. <laughs> Gabe says he's going to turn the compost today. All right. <laughs> Andromeda is in Pisces. What do you, what, what do you make of that? I don't know a lot about Andromeda other than it's the wife of Perseus in the mythology. Okay. Message from heart mind today. Oh, we got two. All right. So one from heart and one from mind. <laughs> Okay, cool. 
So we got two. That's that works. The deer spirit about bringing a gentle touch. So this is the one that I want to tie to the heart. Your heart is asking for you to be gentle on yourself about whatever it is that you know needs changing and has been difficult to change. And that this is sort of like a kick in the pants message, if if you will, to bring that about. Um, death is not necessarily a gentle thing. But when you look at the process of decay and putrefaction, it is gradual. It is gentle in, in a sense. And nature works in these types of smooth transitions more commonly than catastrophic, cataclysmic, massive earthquake changes. So bring a gentle touch. Deer is asking you to just take it easy on yourself because a big part of what attracts us to the subduction of temptations of whatever sort and subordinates our will to these these externals and harms our self-esteem is because we're already doing half the work for whatever the quote-unquote demon is by beating ourselves up about it you know the it's like a, a negative feedback loop or a positive feedback loop which type of spiral are we gonna be in and it's very, very tricky to even articulate what's going on when somebody's in a slump versus when they're really in their flow state full time and just mad synchronicity. But you get synchronicity on both sides of the equation. If you're in the slump side, you still get synchronistic feedback looping experiences that reinforce whatever it is that you currently believe about yourself and how you feel about yourself. So bring a gentle touch. Go easy on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Realize that this is the t this is human life. We all go through whatever it is we're going through, at least energetically. It's all kind of one thing. And in the world, the, the universe is all energy and vibration. All we really got any control over is our vibe. So bring a gentle vibe to yourself big time. I want to take a drink of this coffee. Hmm. Now, the message from mind, transformation is beautiful. So you may be feeling like a worm crawling on the ground, or maybe you got a lot of worms crawling around your gut. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, keep your mind on the beauty of the transformation. Recognize that the process is something that is wonderful, wondrous, magical, and that what you come out as on the other side of repairing and restoring a healthy and whole aspect of your self-esteem is the ability to fly the butterfly, right? The butterfly builds its body out of the cells of the caterpillar. It literally eats the caterpillar's body to create the butterfly body. And so whatever pressures you might feeling be feeling yourself under right now that maybe represent this marrying maiden, and maybe urging you to create some radical shifts and transformations, just realize that that's totally like your cocoon. It's a good thing. Give thanks for the challenge. Give thanks for everything in your life, even the difficulties, because they're there to help you reach the next level and metamorpho metamorphosize into what it is you're here to become. Okay, so third tarot card or a, a second tarot card this is going to be higher self message and i'm not going to say too much about the context of that until we get to it but ah yeah we'll know when we know but this is a message from from great spirit from higher self of all of you out there higher self kelly higher self gabriel higher self jlo higher self chance all right 
Really glad to see a lot of you in the chat today, too. All right. All right. A message today from our higher selves to put a lot of this into context. I do think that it's talking about boundaries again. We got a five of swords. So this is a card that represents a lot of stress, problems, you know, conflict of a sort. And this has difficult people. (laughs) This is uh, interesting because why would higher self be showing us this right now? I think it's to reinforce the idea that it's boundaries that we really need to bring to ourselves. And this card can represent like self recrimination, right? Um, her being hard on yourself. So this isn't higher self telling you to do that. It's telling you to lighten up, lighten up and let go of this. Realize that uh, whatever you do that is de- self-deceptive in any sense generates the exact same energy from the external world. So whatever you do that is self-compromising, lying to yourself in any way, or envying other people's life over your own, or putting yourself down because you know, think about it this way. When you compare yourself to other people and you put yourself down because you don't have what they've got or you haven't achieved what they've got, you might not be looking at that as envy, like, oh, I really wish I had it and they didn't. You might not even be saying that, but it is envy. It, it's not envy in the good way. Like we can want to achieve what others have achieved in our own way and that's healthy, but not at the expense of hurting our own self-image for that. So realize that any lies that you tell yourself um, in any sense or any way that you are demeaning and diminishing your infinite potential as a spiritual being that ha- is really beyond limitations, beyond beginnings, beyond endings, this is going to generate in the external world the exact same type of deceptive energy, abusive energy, whatever the case may be. So whenever we find ourselves in disputes or we just don't like the way we're treated externally, we got to recognize that it's our inner boundaries that need work. And it's the need to dissolve the boundaries that are holding in place our awareness of things that are um, attracting us to self-sabotage behavior. And it's a need to erect boundaries in our life about things that are self-sabotaging, seductive things, temptation things. So, man, Cards are coming at us hard today. <laughs> it is what it is, though. Like, we, we got to hear these messages sometimes, too. I mean, this is shadow work. What we're talking about right now, this is the shadow work that the world desperately needs. And, you know, some, some card readers will just avoid these type of interpretations uh, altogether. And I'm not calling any of them out specifically. I don't know. I just have seen it that it's got to be all love and light only. But what I think is what we're talking about right now is the path to love and light. You know what, like why do we experience problem people? Why do we experience difficulties in partnerships or work? It has everything to do with the dynamic going on in our inner world. So all that being said, the 54 card has changed itself to from 54 to 64. 64 is before completion. It's a precarious place. Think about it this way. Well, first of all, we'll get into the the elements. It's the fire, which is the clinging and the passion of spirit. It is what we're excited about in life and what we really love most. And it's supported by the deep waters of the unconscious, the, the abyss, if you will, super deep waters. 
and why this position rep- is represented here artistically as a person walking on ice that's cracking is because you put fire over water. That's a precarious situation. <laughs> fire doesn't really live on top of water. It needs to keep moving and get across that, that abyss to the other side. So before completion is a card that represents our doubts, our hesitation. You know, the situation is unstable. The conditions are unstable. We need to be careful. We're in a place of uncertainty. And why this is coming up for us right now is to let us really see that that is par for the course when we're going about making big transformative behavioral shifts or boundary shifts that we're going to have those things challenged while they're in the transition. I don't know how many weeks it takes to reinforce and set into to, to place a new habit or to ditch an old habit, but it isn't right away, right? It's not instantaneous. You got to cross that frozen lake. <laughs> you got to do it. Uh, and at any moment, if you succumb to the, the marrying maiden, if you will, whatever it represents in your life, you fall in and you got to swim back over to the other side of the shore and wait for the moment where the ice is frozen enough again that you can go over it. So you got to look at it like the time is now. And if you don't make the changes now, you might not be in the position to make the changes again for a while. This isn't a warning or a threat. It's just life. It's just realistic. I don't know anyone that's out there that's ever tried to quit doing something that was hard to quit doing. It's definitely like important that you hold the course for a certain amount of time. But then when you get to the other side, whenever, however that looks for you, you're good and you feel so good about it. It's a giant celebration. You know, you want to tell everybody, did you know I quit doing this? Or did you know I finally got out of that job? Or did you know I, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to look at specifically the meaning between the changing lines. Cause it's the, it's big stuff, guys. It's the, the changing lines between these two are the top and the bottom line. So it's like full above and below flip. <laughs> we need to, or life is asking us to look at something going on in our life and do a full on 180 on it. And we'll know what that is in our heart. Um, and it has to do with whatever is hurting our self-esteem, whatever it is, that's hurting our self-esteem, whatever that's causing us to doubt in our own goodness and our own, amazing potential. So the changing lines, there's, you know, I usually just want to read from the book for the changing lines because otherwise how could I ever be expected to memorize the meaning of six lines for 64 different hexagrams, right? Come on, give me a break. (laughs) So the bottom line changing, it says, it is wise in any situation to be alert to exactly what it is you're getting yourself into before you sign your name on the dotted line. It might make sense in the overall scheme of things to put yourself at someone else's disposal, but only if your inner self tells you, your inner sense tells you that you will truly benefit from the experience. Remember, a person who is really worthy of such trust will never exploit you and will use every opportunity to encourage you to grow and mature to the point that you can stand on your own. So that's really crucial right there, because there may be someone in our life that that we have expectations towards or something in our life that we have expectations for desires about and they're not being met or fulfilled in the way that we think we want or need but that doesn't necessarily (laughs) snake jones broke his internet fast i psychically texted him with my brain and said get in here we're doing a divination and there he is he's been off the internet for four or five years 
uh, four or five days, whatever, probably feels like years. <laughs> what up, Steak Jones? Okay, so sorry, that was a great interruption. Uh, all right, so what I'm saying though is if we have these expectations or desires, we're putting on another person or a situation that doesn't necessarily mean that they or it is wrong for us or bad themselves. So you got to look at the messaging here that we're receiving from the external that it is that we're sort of using as a excuse or crutch to prop up our own self-confidence issues. If and a good way to look at it with relationships is if somebody tries to make you feel bad about something that you did, they are manipulating you. Period. Period. Okay. There may be times where someone says something and it makes you feel bad, but you can tell that the intent wasn't there or you express it to them like that made me feel bad. And they're like, oh, I didn't mean that. And they retract or backtrack. That's different. But when you have somebody in your life, whether it's your grandma or your girlfriend, and they are making you feel bad about something on purpose repeatedly, that is manipulative. You are being manipulated. And they're whether they realize that they're doing that or not, it's a form of energy vampirism and it's a form of control freak behavior. And a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it. But that doesn't mean uh, they necessarily need to be kicked out of your life. You just need a different boundary with them or you need to recognize that that is a manipulative behavior. And when they offer you the opportunity to feel bad about yourself, you return to sender. That can work too. If that doesn't, in the long run, alter the relationship in a way that is helpful and healthy, you may need need a stronger boundary than that. But just realize that you don't have to accept being made to feel bad about things. And doing accepting that energy is a big part of what makes you manipulatable because you're lowering your own self-esteem in that moment. And those shards, the splinters stick in you unless you find a way to clear and ground them, which you definitely want to be doing because we all get those type of thorns. Now, let's see here. Like oh, to go back to what I was saying, um, somebody or something in your life, maybe something that you have a strong desire about, you want things to be a certain way, but it's not happening that way. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're the cause of you self-compromising. Got to keep that in mind. Got to look at the overall picture. Are they manipulative? Are they trying to make you feel bad or not? Right. And maybe what you need is to just let go of the expectation and allow for whatever they or the situation is in your life to be what it is. And definitely, as this changing line in the book says, a person who's worthy of your trust will use every opportunity to encourage you to continue to grow and mature to the point that you can stand on your own. That is key. That is key. The real love nurtures all p potentials and possibilities and who they love and what they love. So if you want to know if somebody loves you or not, look at how much they encourage you and express to you your own potential. And try to get you to see your potential rather than them being upset at you because you're not exactly a certain way that they thought you should be. Big, big difference. Okay, the other changing line, the top line. All right. <clears throat> what is past is gone forever. And even if you could bring it back, it would not restore your sense of well-being in the here and now. No matter how great the temptation may be to act impulsively or seek quick fixes to your distress, it would only prolong the pain of dealing with the issues at hand. If you've been keeping up a false front, it's time to let it fall. Only the real can encounter the reality, and the encounter is long overdue. Bam. I mean, that says a lot about what I was saying. Um, we want to get real and know ourselves. We got to drop 
the stuff that's not us and definitely drop the things that we're using as a quick fix to avoid the feeling in the moment that we are trying to not have to feel. So, wow. Gaslighting granny shaking my head. <laughs> that's a good one. Tone tools, big stuff, big stuff. Um, really enjoyed this one today. It was a lot, a lot of, a lot of challenging stuff. I know all of us have had experiences with these different dynamics we're talking about, whether it's uh, our desires for other people not being met or being manipulated by other people by them playing on our self-esteem or us sabotaging our own self-esteem through, you know, numbing behaviors or whatever it may be, t temptations of any sort. So I'm glad we got in there and talked about this stuff. It's sometimes we do have to do the shadow work and really it's an everyday thing because at any point, at any point you could change your mindset in a way that puts you right back into a previous energetic configuration that was not helpful or healthy. So I'm going to show you guys a mudra. I, I didn't draw this from the deck like organically. I'll be honest because my cat puked on my mudra deck today and Got it pretty damp. Yeah. Thank you, cat. <laughs> thank you very much. I think uh, he was letting me know that I should be paying attention to my mudras again. So I laid them all out to dry. And one of them that was already dry that caught my eye was number 22, Janana Mudra. I guess that's how you say that. So I want to share this one with you guys today. It's an easy one. Easy one. It means the seal of wisdom. and all you got to do is lightly join the tips of the thumb and index finger with the remaining fingers extended, but relax. Do that with both hands. And in a comfortable seated position, say maybe right now, go ahead and make this mudra if you feel like it. And you relax it in your um, palms up in your, in your lap, on your thighs. And really focus on the feeling of lightness. Try to calm your mind. Maybe just count your breaths. And open up the chest and do some diaphragmatic breathing and allow this flow of prana energy. Uh, it, the idea for this mudra is that it redirects the outward flow of prana back inward. Which means you're self-containing your own energy for the time that you're doing this mudra and you're charging yourself up. So um, we'll do this mudra together. I'll play this music again. Oh, for the kids in the back, what were the numbers again for each in cards? It was 54 and 64. 54 changing to 64. That were the, those were the cards there, Jenny B. Big stuff, big stuff. So uh, I want to remind you guys before we get into doing a couple minutes together of breathing with this wisdom mudra and finish up here. <laughs> uh I do sound healing sessions for people one-on-one. -on -one. They're really powerful. Some of you people in the chat have had sessions with me. I really want to do more, and I will. I'd like it to be with uh, somebody listening here today. Look into it. You can find on my website. The Mudra number is 22, by the way. And the numbers on these aren't as important. But you can find on my website the, uh, the links to the sound healing and one-on-one -on -one card sessions with me. Those are also really potent and powerful. I mean, I... If you think I talk a lot in a live stream like this, imagine all the things that are going to come out when it's all about you. <laughs> and it's pretty mind blowing the synchronicities that emerge from these things. Uh, right. So you can get in touch with me, chance at interversepodcast.com, and we will do 
sound healing. We will, and it works remotely. It is really amazing modality. There's more information on the sound healing page of my website about that. In fact, let me link that in the chat. If I can find my mouse, let me link that in the chat in case anybody's interested in just getting more information about the process or contacting me. Here's the link to my sound healing page. Love to see some of you guys get into it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just looked down at my at my uh, tarot deck, right? And for some reason, there was a card that was flipped with the rest of the deck and wasn't facing the same direction. It was the Queen of Cups. I think Yuliana the other day in the Telegram chat said it means drink more water. Maybe this is a message to drink more water. I'm like, I'm out of water. Like after this, I'm going to go get water because my supplies are out. So Queen of Cups showed up. Just whatever that means to you. That's pretty funny. <laughs> if you remember last week, their Queen of Cups came up four freaking times. So that's pretty powerful. All right. So we want to do some sound healing together. I really do want to see some of you do that. Thanks for listening. I'm going to put on this Norbs music and video again. And I'm going to sit here for five minutes and do this mudra and breathe. And if you guys want to join me with this 400, 417 cycles per second, uh, masterful, masterful, magical music that Norms has created. I'd love that. I'd love that. So we'll do that for a few minutes and then we'll wrap up. Remember, in case you forgot, the, the mudra we're doing, the wisdom mudra, is just your fingers and your thumbs touching each other and rest your palms in your hand. Like, well, fingers and first finger and thumb touching each other, right? And the other three fingers are just relaxed and extended. Do it with both hands. Set it in your lap, palms up. And we'll just sit and breathe with this for five minutes or so to finish it up. Thank you, everybody, for joining me tonight, today, whatever it might be for you. For me, it's today, so I don't know why I said tonight. <laughs> it's always fun to get in here and watch out because there's another stream tonight. On the Interverse channel, on my Rockfin and, and uh, YouTube, it'll go up on Patreon later. We're going to get into it with a whole slew of characters talking about H.P. Lovecraft and the Cthulhu mythos from many different perspectives. I'm looking forward to learning a lot. So, all right, mood your time. We'll play us out and enjoy this. Hope you get some good diaphragmatic breaths in. Much love, everybody. Remember, remember. Your home and your body is protected by angels. Archangel Michael said so. Transformation is beautiful. Go easy on yourself. Bring a gentle touch to your heart and realize that these changes, these boundaries, according to our higher selves in the card we drew, are exactly what we're here to learn, how to reinforce and strengthen and express because this affects the entire life force energy fractal in the cosmos and might just be the key to getting rid of parasites and middlemen for the rest of eternity. Who knows? All right. Much love, everybody. Enjoy the mudra. Mm -hmm.